like, where do your lips finish? So it just looks like it'd be, it could be a possible extension. So over the, week, over the weekend, I drank a lot of wine and smoked a lot of cigarettes and then went to bed without brushing my teeth. And I woke up the next morning and my teeth were fucking as black as like my jumper or my shirt. That's it was scary. Yeah, I know. Did you know. scream when you looked in the mirror? No, I was like, ah, Prince of Darkness. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is what Johnny Depp must feel like. Your dark soul is coming out, coming to the surface. You look nice, Jenny. I feel like you put on, uh, like, you did some, some makeup in. I always wear fucking makeup, you piece of shit. But I feel like you actually tried this time. <laughs> oh, I it, like, tried. It looks, it looks different. Okay. Looks like you, yeah. Basically, you put on more makeup. Good move. I can see Good less move. of your natural form, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I kind of still have to put on the earrings as well, give myself Jeez. some extra jazz. Right. But what am I wearing? Black. Black is midnight on Broadway. Oh, 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 you got those in Italy. No, I didn't. Oh, these okay. are pajama bottoms. I got them oh. over here, but they look kind of funky. I think I could, like, if I was wearing these during the summer, people would just be like, cool trousers. I just guessed that they were from Italy because I couldn't remember and thought if you were saying it, it might be relevant. To be able to so insincere. Makes me that's, sick. That's what that Albanian girl pretty much said. <laughs> Hi Vaughn, how are you? Sorry, Vaughn. We're just we're just catching up. Oh, that's all right. Shall we crack on with the shizzles? Yeah, do you want me to start it since I'm gonna do the yeah, thing? Yeah, man, hit it. I got some country music for you guys today to make you make you feel like you're back at home. <laughs> Loving the music, it's feeling good. Welcome back to Global Warning. We have myself, Nick, here kicking us off from the bastion of beautifulness that is a non-never-colonized part of the UK over in Italy. I am joined by Jenny and Vaughn once again this evening. Jenny, how are you? I'm good. I'm a little tipsy. Part of the course, Vaughn. <laughs> how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm awesome, man. I'm awesome. Thanks, uh, thanks for being here today. What's our global warning? Before we get into our global warning, can I give you guys a pop quiz? Oh God. Ooh, yeah. Can School's either of up. you? Can either of you? And do not say, say your name when you have the correct answer, and do not oh. say it until you get all of the correct answers right. What you think in your mind? Name all seven. Of Snow White's Seven Dwarves. Why would I know that? Jenny. Okay. Sleepy. Happy. Grumpy. Dopey. I played Dopey in a in a that play does, when I was a kid. Not surprised <laughs> me at all. Uh, oh god, no, no. Okay, struggling a little bit now. So I got three more. I've got three more. I feel like this one's called like doozy. <laughs> like it does Fail, a lot. It does a lot over. of stuff. Okay, Vaughn. Vaughn, you can jump in. Yeah, bashful duck. Oh, oh he's, he's, got, he's got the two that have ended up. Uh, Dopey, are you kidding? Grumpy, happy, <laughs> sleepy. Hey, 
looking at it. Okay. What the fuck? I came up with the first four, and then Vaughn just looked it up and read it. That's why it came in so spontaneously. Oh. You've got a laptop there. You've got all your phone or something. My laptop's up here. Oh, yeah, you have another laptop. Yeah, and it's got Oakland County Sheriff's fired for... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, show, show. Oh, yeah, I think he just closed a window. I think there he just closed right a window. There. You know what? I'm just disgusted. Anyway. <laughs> I can't believe this. Why did he bring uh, that up? Uh, why did I bring that up? Because it's irrelevant to what I'm about to say. So, <laughs> uh, this week's global warning, there's been so much discussion uh, recently over the past, gosh, who knows, five years about misinformation and uh, what people are spreading through social media and what uh, reputable news agencies uh, are, are, are spreading and, and making themselves irreputable. Um, but what happens when there isn't really any sort of unbiased news anymore? And from that, I found a very uh, interesting article coming out of China. Uh, and this is uh, kind of a somewhat of an old news story, but I feel like it bears repeating because it gets a little bit lost in the fact that we're all struggling through this coronavirus pandemic. And the story really centers around an independent journalist um, from China. It's a it's a 37 year old woman who's actually been detained in China since. Um, since May, um, and she was detained by the state government for spreading what they called, you know, misinformation and quote, picking quarrels and stirring up trouble on social media using different uh, apps like uh, WeChat, Twitter, and YouTube to talk about the novel coronavirus. So if you remember, there wasn't a lot of news coming out of China at the time. What we were getting was a lot of hearsay um, and we were really getting a lot of firsthand accounts. What I've read today actually is the first case of coronavirus could be tracked back to November 17th, 2019. And then what I heard actually just a few hours ago is it could have been tracked back even further. Wait a second, but November 17th? Yeah. So this is like the year, this is like a year anniversary. Day. A year what? Exactly. Which makes it quite prescient. Uh, so, the fact that the uh, Chinese People's Democracy, or whatever they, not democracy, but People's Republic of China, uh, has been, you know, suppressing free journalism like this, I feel like, is, for lack of a better term, a major global warming. There have been, global warning, there have been two journalists who have gone missing for months at a time. There was one uh, named Chen who was detained from the 23rd of, J 23rd of January all the way through May. And there's a different one whose name, excuse me, is, let's see, Fang, uh, who has not been heard from at all since he first reported on this uh, on YouTube. So uh, it's something that kind of gets a little bit lost in the shuffle of, of when we're talking about the coronavirus and you've got um, really idiotic people in charge like the master accordion uh guy uh, who wants to call it you know the china virus but one of the things that we're really not that we're really neglecting when we talk about something that is really the news story of our time is how there may have been 
tons of journalistic suppression that happened with this that is vastly important to how we understand the virus, how we understood at the onset of how it spread and how it may have caused us to react late to things like that. Yes, I know there are a lot of people that are never gonna wear masks, don't wanna take a vaccine, I understand all of those things, but the suppression of journalism at the onset of this thing, I feel like is quite possibly the biggest news story that really isn't, isn't talked about when it, when it comes to one of the biggest you know, stories of our lives. So that's my global warning. Thoughts? <laughs> what the fuck up, I, no, it's not funny. It's like agreed, agreed. I mean, um, I just, I just don't get it. Just, uh, just liking China to some, to someone like Donald Trump is just really insecure. And I just, for me, it's just such a foreign concept that, um, like, no pun intended, or just not being able to have, you know, like freedom of speech, which especially in the light of the facts that you just presented, you realize how much you take it for granted. But I just, it's just so beyond really like my realm of understanding. I just, I can't believe it that that's happening around the world. And if, you know, such journalists hadn't been suppressed, you know, exactly. Would we have heard things earlier? Would you know, certain institutions have been able to act earlier? Deaths could have been avoided. Um, so yes, I think, as you said, like the repercussions of, um, having this kind of information, um, suppressed are huge. Is that Facebook and Twitter are, are in front of the Senate right now, speaking about the tweets that they've been deleting on the political uh, side of the game. Am I wrong or right on that? I haven't read Jack it. But... Dor J Jack Dorsey didn't show up. Did I think not? Zuckerberg was there, but I don't think, I don't think Dorsey showed up. Mm. Yeah. So, so what tweets are being deleted? I, I don't know about this. Flagged. Um, I mean, they're, they're, being, they're being flagged currently. So like Donald Trump's uh, tweets about how the election was rigged all come. And you see it now on Twitter. Everyone's mocking it because it has this little information graphic, little circled eye that said, you know, this tweet contains debatable facts or, or something like that. Um, but the reason they're in front of, uh, of the House today is actually because of, 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 of Republican bias, which is hilarious. Um, because they're, they're, they're being accused of, of just, in the United States, of, of, of skewing uh, liberal um, and censoring conservative voices. Yeah, that's, that's known. That's been going on for everywhere, pretty much online. Um, so for certain little platforms that people are now jumping to that parlor and subscribe all that, to yeah. those ideologies. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't even know what they were. And I had a friend saying, I'm leaving, you know, this one, I'm going over here. And I'm like, Oh, let me go see what that is. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> so, um, really? I feel like the only people on Facebook now are conservatives. Whenever I hear a new scandal on Facebook, that's a bunch of conservatives. I'm like, that's all I ever hear about Facebook. I really don't. I go on Facebook to post podcasts and then I'm, I leave. So I don't. Hey, all our Facebook <laughs> fans. So glad you're I'm here. Through the doors. Yeah, Have a set. I, I don't engage in face and social media like that. It's boring and uninspiring to me. So um, that's all I do. That's all I do. Whenever I match with someone on Tinder, I just, we just pen pal for like a month. And then I'm like, all right, that's it. Love you. Bye. Party. Yeah. <laughs> So how is this China person affecting me? How are they affecting the rest of the world? What's happening over there? 
I think there are certain implications, uh, not just from China, but that we can glean from, or that we can extrapolate from the China situation and consider the rest of the world here is, when does an action like this that is suppressing speech just become absolutely muted, right? So um, now we've got Donald Trump being flagged, I mean, rightfully so, and maybe he should be muted, but when does someone in power take control of a channel and actually literally start to mute any or or or, or in a very literal sense silence someone who's in mm. the opposition um i think this is pandora's box right um there's certainly ways to try and inform people like what Twitter is trying to do and trying to link to uh, articles. But how many Trump supporters are actually clicking on that and being like, oh, these are actually the facts? What's, what's, <laughs> it's, like, like, we're it's, not interested in facts. We're trusting Yeah, no, no, fuck no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want those facts deported yesterday. Those facts can get it the fuck off my lawn. Um, it's, a, it's to, to use a very tired expression, it's a very slippery slope on when do you try and counteract someone uh, with other information, which we've now seen from not just the United States, but in the UK, like misinformation and kind of spin, which has been like the classical political response in what we would consider democracies, right? Mm. Instead, just silencing them. Um, Because, I mean, China, it's the People's Republic, right? But they really function in a capitalist world and the united states and the uk still have trade agreements with china so it's something they still want to keep on their side and they also want to kind of emulate their economic model and they want to keep them in their good graces and they want to keep production moving so how much do we allow china doing this how much does that start to bleed over from the uk to the uk and the u.s I, I don't know. I, I just think it's. I think it's. It's. It's very interesting. How much does capitalism really start taking over? And I'm, I know I always talk about capitalism and all that, but how much does that, the effect of silencing journalism, really come over from China to the UK or the US? Or how much are we able to spread our pro-democratic message? Also, something to consider, before I cut you off, if you're going to have a response. Uh, was, you know, the recent story about Hong Kong politicians um, facing the uh, exodus of of uh, pro-democracy leaders when trying to integrate back in Beijing. Um, So I think those two things are very, very much connected. Um, Thoughts? Well, you know, I'm ignorant. But okay, just thinking as you know of the UK as an example. So to be honest, actually, God, it just really makes me appreciate what we have here. So what is the answer that we just let everybody tell their stories, and therefore you have like the major news outlets or whatever, like what you see on the on the TV, the newspapers, and you let YouTubers or independent journalists do whatever they want, and then it's just for the population to decide. And if they're not thick, they will try and look into different angles that are presented. Um, and even at the cost of it doesn't fit the narrative in their mind because that's even better because therefore they can expand their horizons. So it's just, it's, I don't know when I think here's, of China and stuff. Here's just, a, and I, I have no end game in answering this question, but mm. what if, let's say, 
the population is thick. What happens then? I mean, this is the thing I, I've said it before, but I really do think in order to vote, <laughs> you should have to do a test, not, not just an IQ intelligence. IQ oh, fascism, fascism podcast. <laughs> But also, it has to do with how much knowledge you actually have about the politics at play. But also, yeah, I think I am probably a big fascist because I also think that you also should have to have some license to become a parent. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) (laughs) A license to be a parent? Is that what you said? Yeah, because... A physical license. She's not even talking in... Oh, I'm talking in physical. She's not even talking about hyperbole here. No, because yeah. bad parents usually create Breed kids bad parents. that are, exactly, they're just like, you know, they're maladjusted and then they cause a, a world of pain to the next generation, or maybe, okay, less extreme, maybe parents met, just need to go I've on a, on a particular mom, course, I've met, <laughs> but I've I turned out really well, so I was like, oh my God, <laughs> but what, I just feel parents should go on a course. Anyway, what, what I qualifies somebody as being a bad parent? What needs to be a, uh, present in order for that to be the case? I think when a parent doesn't have emotional stability, um, if they can't, um, they need to be in a certain healthy frame of mind. And even if they're prone to mental illness, if there's taking certain medications to help them so therefore they can provide that security to a child um i did see quite a good quote recently saying something like kind of deal with your issues otherwise your kids are going to have to deal with the issues um that you gave them as a parent or something i'm just like jesus it's like rings so true which i think did you wait did you see that on a coffee mug is that something (laughs) depressing coffee mug happy christmas (laughs) mom just imagine you're like at work and you have a feeling somebody's not a good parent so he's like why do you always choose this mug for me i'm like i don't know (laughs) just drawn to where the energy matches yours um so and actually you know what it's not just necessarily like yeah it's emotional stability but that's also parenting skills i think some people might be lacking like what kind of food that they should be giving to their children how to provide them with a healthy diet how to provide a clean, tidy environment um, where possible. Because I know, you know, sometimes people have what to is work your room look like all right hours. Now? What is your room? That's not like bad, now? but there's a little bit of incense uh, powder, uh, which I know what you're even up. That's all super scary. It's, but... it's white incense powder. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. We've all said. But also, because I'm shedding Whoa. hair all the time, it's just like little kind of like hables of like my hair just kind of like blowing oh. around. It's like the wild, wild west. <laughs> yeah um so and i think maybe parents need to be told how or given some guidance on how they can deal with children's behavior um you know talk accessible rearing classes and i know that's i don't think that's but rearing does have a double meaning Um, I can think of the first one, you know, rearing children, the second one. Okay, but um, yeah, so I think that's just a few of, I mean, even like if people are good parents, or even when people get married or any relationship, there probably should be some kind of like free relationship counseling um, sessions that people Absolutely. can go to. Just because <laughs> you're a good parent doesn't mean you're going to have good kids. I know people. No, but it's going to really... minimize, I think. I mean, sometimes you just get a bad apple. And, and the inverse, sometimes some very yeah. uh, not 
individuals who are not great off uh, in their lives and then with their mental health have exceptional children. There's certainly, um, there's certainly uh, uh, exceptions to, to, to both situations for sure. Yeah, I agree. But I just think, why not just try and minimize negative impact on the next generation? Which is why I uh, don't drive a car, I don't eat meat, and therefore I am superior to both of you. <laughs> um, but uh, Vaughn, what do you what do you think? I want to hear I want to hear your thoughts on on this. Uh, on my thoughts on what specifically? The parenting bit, or well, rather more on on China censorship. Um, don't really care. Doesn't affect me in any way, does it? Well, it does because if, um, for example, they knew about Corona before it kind of made its way over here to the West, if they had that news had got out beforehand i think especially really forward thinking countries would have taken action earlier or yeah they'll be able to uh, plan ahead um more concisely with that sort of information so yeah i do feel like it definitely you know has a big impact this is redundant, but it's a global world. I mean, what they do affects us and vice versa. I think we're But I think the thing is, if, even when people did hear a bit, I mean, I guess if there's just a lot of, it's quite easy now to look back at it retrospectively and go, oh, ignorance. Like, but I think people did really downplay the, like, the wave, like the kind of butterfly effect. Oh, okay, that's kind of underplay it. It would have. But, um, but it's not, I think also what's being highlighted here, it's not just China. It is a bit about like, it's a wider discussion of censorship. When, at what point does it need to be, um, like, do you, like, do you have a certain organization or whatever, or like a, you know, a Facebook team come into play or Twitter team come into play to go, right, this is, you know, misinformation. And like, it's, does it talk, and also I think it points to, are the wider population, like in any country, really capable of making correct judgments. Um, but I think that really does depend on the quality and the array of the of news that they hear. Sure. Well, you've said something about uh, something to the effect of people in power, smarter people having the information ahead of time, maybe being able to uh, respond a little better. They did a a pandemic drill in the UK, I think it was called Exercise Cygnus or something like that about four years ago. And the government was well aware that they were gonna be short on respirators. They were well aware that they were gonna be short on PPE. They were well aware of all these things and mm. they didn't plan for anything. So having the information doesn't mean shit. Um, the government is really more interested in the money and they cut even if it even if NHS. it's an imminent threat though not just a, a philosophical threat or like a, a hyperbolic threat but i don't think for example i let's not put the uk in the camp of forward-thinking wise decision makers why not why, why, but, absolutely well why not i mean like <laughs> shut up nick no we no no we were no, no, talking no. about this the other day as no, no, the uk just being being as bad as I know. the us i know okay, we're I, just a more I, condensed version <laughs> okay I, so other I countries remember. 
I was in, in like in January in my in my flat in Angel, uh, looking out in January and and thinking, God, that virus is gonna come and it is gonna spread through this city, just just ravage it, and there's not there's nothing anyone's gonna do about it. And yeah, but I think, that, you know, the response of mainland European countries. Uh, even like New Zealand specifically, even like mainland, a lot of countries mainland in Europe, Asia. New Zealand. Mainland Europe. I'm looking at my map NASA. going, mainland. I didn't know I could travel to Frodo, New Zealand. The Shire, you know, Paris. <laughs> I mean, that's, he was Everywhere going to Paris, UK, right? He was going to Paris to destroy the ring. That, that yeah, so these people, like all these <laughs> other countries besides, I don't know, a few in South America, but like that third world, okay, the UK, and the US have um, acted way better. And I think, uh, but I can't even like, I don't want to go into the, the fact that UK, even though we're leaving the European Union and we still had, I think this was back at the beginning of the year, we, we could have got some PPE, um, like a really good deal. But actually even then with the knowledge that they had, they decided, no, we don't need it. So. To be honest, I don't think the UK is not a good case study for having information in advance and acting accordingly. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, you know, Prime Minister Johnson and uh, all your, uh, your, your horrible, horrible MPs there uh, really kind of bristle at the fact that the UK is not a leader in knowledge and research and, and why, why do you think that is? <laughs> Dominique, R Rob, whatever that tall fucker's name is. And I mean, I'm not qualified to answer here. I just don't. I keep up on all the Corona shit all the time. To be honest, all the time, like hardly. Um, I actually just found out that the Corona cases have doubled in my area. <laughs> is your, do, like, you, oh my do you have the, you have the app yet? Because when I was there, I was the one who had the app. Yeah, no, I got the app. Okay. Good. And then I was getting these warnings saying um, somewhere <laughs> where you've been has, um, you know, they have reported cases of coronavirus. So that freaked me out. So I'm like, what the fuck? But then you go into the notification and there's no information. And you're like, I didn't imagine that. And it happened again. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh no. Is it you? Just, Are you the yeah. one? <laughs> yes, it's me. Like, oh, what, like when you left the kitchen, someone in the kitchen had the coronavirus. You're like, yeah, it's very it precise. <laughs> yeah. And and then I found out um, when I Googled it that uh, I think it was something like like the Daily Mail, uh, the Bastion of Truth. Uh, they were yeah. saying like, oh, um, yes, there is a major flaw with the app. And I was like, okay, slightly relieved. But at the same time, some of those notifications are probably correct. <laughs> some of them. That's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, and some of them are wrong. So you just feel like, hey, I'm just one of the flaws here. But so, I didn't care. Back to not caring about China um, suppressing oh, their, yeah. their journalists. You are stubborn, uh, boy. The you world, are the, so world. the world. <laughs> well, this is the this global, is global, the, global impact. This is the the global warning. So I'm I'm yeah. trying to stay on topic here. Yeah. That's also because um, I never really got finished what I was going to say. I guess, but oh, sorry. No, it's fine. Um, so why should I trust information that's coming out of China? first of all, regardless of where it's coming from. And I'm not, I'm not making reference to anything that's happened from their government or anything else like that, but I don't even trust my own media here. So 
if if they're saying that ah, that's some nonsense, I can say, well, China's been known for bullshit, so maybe it's accurate, or maybe they're like China's right, and they're like that's some bullshit. You can't be putting that out because that's going to affect us. So how do I know what is what? And that's the problem that we're looking at with these Facebook issues and Twitter, because they're saying you know, well, that's not accurate. We need to take that down. Whereas a lot of times some people are posting, they're posting stuff that like major media outlets are saying from, and they're like taking quotes right from their website and posting it up. And then they're saying, well, that's not accurate. And we're suspending your account. And you know, whatever happened to, oops, I made a mistake and I can retract that statement and go back and correct that. Mm. So I don't know who to trust for my information. So if stuff is being taken down, maybe it's for a good reason. Maybe it's for, you know, political reasons. I don't know why, because there's so much of that at play across the board that you don't even really know who to trust. I mean, we used to get our, our information from the TV news and from, you know, news, uh, news magazines like Newsweek, Time Magazine, or whatever you read, the New Yorker, what have you. So, We've got too much information, and now everybody thinks that they just because they heard something somewhere, now it's you know the gospel, which is obviously not the case. So if they're suppressing people from saying shit, we're being suppressed over here too. And a lot of the shit that's coming out of people's mouths, you know, it's the five G towers, and that's why we're all dying. And it's you know it came from eating a bat, you know, or it was made in a lab, you know, all this shit that e- that everyone says it's true you know, cause they did some research. So everyone thinks that their story is true because they go down these rabbit holes and it just becomes nothing but an echo chamber of, you know, like-minded individuals. So I don't know, you know, if I really But care. isn't that the better scenario? I think it's, I mean, I, I guess, or are they equally as bad to be inundated with information? Um, so where the truth is completely diluted or um or not to have access to information um, uh, i think that I, well i totally think there's a difference and i think what the most crucial takeaway from this type of story is that we have lost journalistic integrity which i think uh is the theme and that's something we need to focus on is we don't know we don't know what's real and what's not because mm-hmm. everything is sensationalist now and but have we uh, ever if not we screwed right yeah, I mean, have we ever? I would like to think that we have. No, um, no, I, no, no, Nick, we're about I think to fight. He, no, we haven't. You know, we haven't because that's why yeah. you said something earlier, and I, I wanted to to comment, but after, and I just didn't want to interrupt you. But um, we said something about fuck. I don't remember. But we're, we 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 can't forget. There's Julian Assange right now. You're talking about information not being or not being or information the government trusts in the government or something like that. They keep information from us. And then we, we don't have freedom of speech. And you know we don't. Because when we do actually say something that is true, then the government tries to shut you down for espionage, right? We know that the government was involved in some foul shit. And it got, and it got exposed because of Chelsea Manning and WikiLeaks and Julian Assange. So now that when we have actual valid information that supports something that took place that the government has claimed that they didn't do who how can you trust them to tell you anything as being factual ever since like that i can recall even the president fucking on, on wasn't it on today that richard nixon said i'm not a crook i think that was today that he said that shit so 
they are all liars, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, who, who, who do you want to trust, you know? Let everybody talk, like you said. Just let everybody run their mouth, mm. and then everybody can ascertain what they think the truth is in all those nuggets of information. If, if I don't think that you should be mad or we should be mad at Twitter or Instagram for telling people to shut the fuck up because those are their platforms. And if that's what they want to have on there, then let them have it. And if you don't like their rules, it's just like TV flipping, change the station. You don't have to be on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. That's their company. But I think it's good for Twitter to be shutting down um, people like Trump. If what he's saying is really, it can't be factually substantiated. Yeah, but lots um, of stuff we say can't be factually substantiated. Yeah, I say the earth shit. is I say the earth is, is round. Somebody else says it's flat. So does that mean everything we say needs to be taken down? Because neither one of us could have said it's been up there. So well, I know this we is can't the thing. Who are these people who decide this? You know, what qualifies them? I mean, some things, okay, they're gonna be simple facts. All right. They're not like it's a matter of great scientific knowledge it is literally about you know is it two or five or whatever but i also think we're trying to fax that so many it's way more prevalent in such countries I, i'm thinking of iran as well seems to come to mind where journalists are thrown in jail or they disappear um, maybe i think we do it more subtly in the west <laughs> um i mean that is just not on you know it's just it's too far that's way too far so you make an understatement of it hmm. well i don't know i don't i don't think i don't think you're ever gonna know the facts about anything unless you've experienced it yourself um taking somebody else's word for it is all that you're doing for pretty much most shit mm. uh, when you're getting these vaccines I was, this is, this is one of the reasons why I don't like to take vaccines. I was working on a, a screenplay that I was writing and it was called Operation Baby Rattle. I haven't finished it, but I'm still working on it. And what Operation Baby Rattle was conceptually was, we've got about four minutes left on this link. Um, what it was, was the government has decided that they were going to create these, these, these uh, military babies almost so kind of like a manchurian candidate so at birth i have all of these babies across the country that have been given this vaccine you know to keep them healthy all along i've implanted them i being the government with this chip so i've got you know a a, a section of japanese people and you know black and you know we're all from all over the world that are born in america i've got one you know, everywhere. So now they just live their lives. They like nothing has ever happened. And it's basically Manchurian candidate. But, but once these babies reach, you know, a certain age, and I need something done, we can activate these chips. And we have these sleeper cells of these individuals that already are embedded in society. And this is actually what Russia was doing after the fall of the Soviet Union. They were taking their citizens and they were moving them to these other parts of Eastern, the Eastern Bloc so that they can have them be part of these new countries and these new communities that were being established so that when they brought the mother, you know, Russia back together, they would already have, you know, kind of people, right, set up in all these other countries that they lost when the USSR was busted up in 91. So... 
I can't trust any of that stuff. And I mean, I mean, we only know what they say. They didn't, they said they didn't do anything during the Tuskegee experiments. They were giving black men syphilis and saying, off you go so we can run tests on them to see how their bodies responded to this killer disease. They were testing LSD on people in Project MK Ultra, trying to use mind control. So, mm. I mean, how, how can we let them be the arbiters of truth? This is what we're going to allow to be put into your history books to teach your children. These are the people that we let do that shit? Uh, man. Well, yeah, I don't think we can trust the government in that in these regards but yeah we need kind of independent journalism to kind of but there but that's where we're back at square one because we can't yeah. have that because everything is regulated and every regulatory entity is ran by the government once you get to the top of the food chain so that's where we are with facebook that's where they're kind of at loggerheads now because they're kind of at an impasse i think they should be regulated as utilities i mean they have to be. They're way too big to not have any sort of government regulatory Absolutely. entity that sits over them and says, this is what's up. They bring in too much money. They have too much power and influence. Yeah, but you're saying you don't trust the government. So why would it be a government entity that kind of patrols them? Because that's what, as we live in a country that's run by a government. So there has to be. But then I mean, it's just going to be another form of manipulation that they can use. Then what do we do? <laughs> tear, tear, tear everything down because that's how this is structured yes let's it's, build society again we're gonna start a cult <laughs> <laughs> it's structured to fail it's structured for us to go to war it's structured for all that nonsense so. anyway um we have less than a minute so we're gonna hop over to the next link and then we can get good news from jay rye and some other shit so we'll good right really I'm uplifting too, i'm too weak for war <laughs> you are. I'll save you. <laughs> we're back. We're back. Everybody, damn. You know what are you drinking? A 40 ounce, Nick? <laughs> it is a liter of uh of a uh what is it? What kind of wine is this? I don't know. But Good it's wine. You know, Good wine. It's 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 from Tuscany and it only cost four euros for this liter <laughs> and it is fantastic i don't drink anything that comes out of a bottle with no label on it that scares me nick is there no oh, label on it there's there's no label and when we go we, we these are our same bottles i i wash them out personally and we oh. go to the place and they have a huge barrel in which they pour uh the wine into and they have their own co little corking machine uh which is fantastic that sounds sweet. It's like yeah. a nice little recycling job going on there. It's, no, it's 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 very green. It's very yeah. green. Yeah. Uh, and it keeps me nice and uh, lubricated. So yeah, here we go. Okay. Hey, why do you use that word? Pause. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's a place uh, near my friend in Washington D.C. Or actually, he lives in Virginia. Actually, which is it's all like right there, but. There's a place that he goes to that sells beer like that, and it's a uh, it's a restaurant. But you could, they have this bring your own like growler quarter barrel. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a growler. It's a growler. Yeah, yeah, we have tons of those in Seattle. Yeah, he fills it up and he goes home with his 
big ass thing of beer. So that's pretty cool. Well, see, but see, beer goes flat. You yeah, open a bottle of wine and like yeah. it gets better when you leave it out for a certain period of time. But beer, you got to drink it fast. I mean, I don't know. No, any other I don't way. think beer, it's. But... I don't know how it works. I don't drink beer, so it doesn't really. Doesn't again. It's not a global, impactual event that's gonna change my life. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe UK is gonna start doing growlers. We don't know. I, I don't thought think... a growler was a chick's vagina. That is a northern expression. Never heard yeah. that one before. Oh, yeah. shut up, Nick. Growler. What about Laura? Laura mentioned it a while ago. Growler. It's a growler. Because I think yeah. somebody used the word, but in a different context. Maybe because like, we used to be able to bring, you know, bring your dog to work. So I think somebody described it as a growler. And she was like saying, she was like, that's a vagina from where I'm from. She's, <laughs> like, it's, yeah. she's like, it's a very hairy growler. <laughs> Real life. I've got teeth, that growler. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I, okay. Bite so, your hands right. off that growler. Sorry, sorry. Sorry to deviate, but I was. Uh, you guys remember when I, I chatted with you guys a while ago, and I I told you I went on a first date with this girl, and she was like, she was wearing a skirt, and she was like, oh, you almost saw my gash. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, oh, okay. So, I had never heard that expression before, really? and then, really, I, it, until until I came to England. That's what then, we call the strip club, the gash bar. In the, States, well, in the US. In the, yeah, in the US. only. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. But no, I feel like in England, there are more words for the women's reproductive organ than there are in the US. That's because they've been calling vagina, pussy, and minge, and all kinds of stuff longer. See, I had never have. heard minge. I had never heard minge until. I mean, these are not great same words. Girl texted me that. Same <laughs> I'm girl not... texted me minge, and I was oh, like, jeez. What the hell is minge? Want to binge him a minge? Minge is a great <laughs> word. Oh, that's so I mean, romantic. I don't think, I don't think you can so give, romantic. you know, don't give the Brits credit for these terms. They, um, Body positivity. They just seem yeah. to get worse, oh, yeah. to be honest, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not, and then I think vagina is too formal. So, what do you say? Kant. What do you say? I like to say with the accent, vagina. Butterfly. Butterfly. No way. Butterfly. Do you want to make love and touch my butterfly? Yeah. That's too much. You know, you need it in between. Fish talking. Butterfly. Who the? I've never had anybody refer. To their vagina as a butterfly. Dude, what is the origin of that? like that butterfly. If I saw a butterfly that, like that, I get a gun and shoot it. It's <laughs> not a pretty butterfly. Well, that. minge also sounds like an insect. Like minge yeah. sounds like a fucking like, disease. Yeah, oh, she's got a spot of the old minge. Yeah. Well, gash. Gash so sounds like gash. got cut. Well, it is. That's and you're bleeding. That's, that's what. That's what. Oh, an axe oh, wound. Hold on. Hold on. It's also called it. an axe wound. The worst is a butcher's bin. <laughs> there are so okay. So Vaughn, back me up here. In the United States, it's like pussy, vagina, cunt, V, box. V. What else? My V box. You wanna put a chick in my V box? What else? Oh my god, dude. Panty, I mean, maybe uh, there's there's panty hamster. Oh, um, never heard that. Panty hamster. No, yeah. but like, but Snatch. like what a woman would say. Oh, what a snatch, woman yeah. would say. Pink taco. Oh yeah, what? Twat. Like Mexican food. You gonna let my twat. pink taco? Yeah, I forgot about that. Twat. Yeah, twat. Poon. Yeah. Poon. Twat. Yeah. None of them make any sense. Yeah, do they? 
Team. Box for JJ. It's a on, box, Nick. yeah. Veg. Well, I'm talking about what like a woman would say. These are all things women would say, but JJ. Nah, come on. I, I, I say sometimes for JJ, but it's more of a joke. It's not like a. Yeah, but you would you would say that though, wouldn't you? No. no this what is what that? I'm saying. I feel like these terms, the only one that you would, uh, no, I don't know, you say it's vagina, but that just sounds like it's from a medic, you know, from a biology thing. And then the mm. other ones are like on the other end of the scale, where it's like you know. So, you know, some cockney fucking rhyming slang or whatever. Furry talk. You know, I think to be honest, I think there needs to be a campaign to come up with a nice word. Like, I think vagine. I think the saying of an accent makes it very classy. Add an, add an E. Vagine. <laughs> vagine. Vagine. Meat locker. What do they say in French? I'm just going to say, I'm going to look that up and I'm going to use that. Coochie. <laughs> Coochie. Touche. Cooter. Touche my couche. Hot box. <laughs> <laughs> love, love shack. That sounds like something you get from KFC. Can I get the hot box? Beaver. Alongside the chicken. <laughs> Honey Can pot. I get a, a bucket? <laughs> oh, man. He wants some finger licking. I, KFC. I chicken bucket. More widely spread slang for it than the U.S. I, I, what did you say? I, I maintain that the. I agree. Was, I think we should do a list. Yeah. Bits. Yeah. Bits. I know, but I think bits could also include tits. Cookie. Also, we're breasts. The same situation. Breasts. I think it sounds too formal. But I mean, you know what my mom says? She always goes, boobs. Boobs. I'm like, are you a child? Boobs. I don't sound very motherly. No. Yeah. She's like, boobs. I was like, they're not a bloody joke. Front All right. Butt. It's a serious front. business. <laughs> yeah. It's a serious bit. Front butt. Yeah. My front front bottom. That's that's a fupa. Anyway. <laughs> All right. You got good news, right? Cha cha. Well, that depends. If you think death is good news. Depends on the person. <laughs> exactly. That is the correct answer. So as everybody knows, we had a recent Friday the 13th. Topical Bad news. Luck for some. Topical news. Bad Topical luck news. for Peter Sutcliffe, a serial killer, aka the Yorkshire Ripper, because he died on Friday the 13th from coronavirus. That's <laughs> evil. Are you kidding me? He is evil. He murdered 13 women, and there were seven attempted murders from 1975 to 1980. That's fucking evil. What prison. he got is nothing. Yeah, he's going to be stay in prison for the whole of his life. Yeah, so the thing is, he went to hospital because he yeah. had a suspected heart attack. So once he left hospital, he tested positive for coronavirus. I mean, come on. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, bad people, just fuck off and die. You know, it's kind of like Hitler. Like, just imagine he, if he had a heart attack, everybody would have been like, ew. Yeah, that's different. Well, yeah. Hitler, Hitler, was, that's Hitler, different. Hitler, Hitler, Hitler was out there. Hitler could have gotten, you know, the, the pandemic he, of 1918. He's fucking out there. Killing you said he was in women. prison. He's not, he's, he's off No, no, he, 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 he got out. He got out and then got it. Right, Jim? <laughs> He well, got yeah, out and then got it. But he's in prison. I'm sorry, prison sentence for oh, killing okay. 13 women and attempted murder of seven oh, people. That good. is not in proportion. And you know what? That, you know what? what? To say. 
Yeah, exactly. I think it's great news. <laughs> and I think for the pa for the families of those victims, closure, closure, nice. I think so, I would rather see the guy that killed somebody that I loved die painfully versus just get sick and not be able to Well, breathe. you know what? He actually I went think, blind beforehand, I which I think is even better news, yeah, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he got stabbed in one eye by um by a fellow inmate. So I'm like, mm, take that Cute. pain, bitch. Cute. And then, okay. I think this is suspicious. Listen to this. So he, I think he had diabetes, and he, like, with his remaining eye, because the other eye, that's out of the game here, okay? Got stabbed with a pen. They, they put a cookie. Eye, they put a cookie in there. And put a sugar. cookie in the nookie. Raw, yes, done. Yeah, sugar. he called it a cookie eye. He had a cookie eye and just dissolved. No, but the thing is, so basically, I, I think this is suspicious, right? So he got an injection in his eye to reduce the blurriness in his vision in the remaining eye. And somehow it went wrong. See, and here he we are. Blind back in to that not eye. trusting people. Cause... I know, but come on, like, how conflicting would that be? If they're like, who's, who's the patient? Peter Sutcliffe, the Yorkshire Ripper. I'd be like, mm, I'm not sure if I'm going to bring my A game. <laughs> oh, please educate the ignorant here. Uh, you said that he had, what was it, murdered 13 women? Raped and murdered. Yeah, that's right. Where, yep, yep. where was, and obviously his name is Yorkshire Ripper, so I'm led to believe that he did his stalking in Yorkshire. Where were the, yeah. do you know the exact towns and locations in which he felled upon his prey? No, but I think, um, okay, Sheffield would have been like one of those areas I because. Sheffield is Yorkshire, thank you. It is. Do you want me to tell you about your country? Because I can tell you yes. about your country. How many times yes. you haven't explained the voting system we have? Remember a few episodes ago, I told you you can't rely on me uh. for British knowledge. I don't, I don't pretend I know stuff. So this is what I will say from my limited research. Leeds also is up there if you want to know where else he probably did. In Yorkshire. It. It's not Yorkshire. Vaughn. I was literally up. Come on, help me. I know how big is Yorkshire. I, I feel so. like it's half the UK. It's pretty it's fucking crazy. big there's not a lot of it's not as dense as the South. I don't think it is. I don't think Leeds is there. Yeah. Jesus. Leeds is there. Anyway. But what I wanted to say was yeah, that Leeds Leeds is definitely in Yorkshire. Oh, is that? Sounds like definitely not. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Definitely. Oh my god. I know, but I'm not into geography. You know, I'm, I'm from the United States. I'm not even from your yeah, fucking You're into geography because you're a big country. country. You're a big country. Part. I am from the northwestern part of the United States. <laughs> I have nothing to do with the United K and I knew that Leeds and Sheffield <laughs> Yorkshire and Yorkshire. Anyway. Tell me about this guy so people in Istanbul, United Kingdom. Go on. I wanted to say that I found this quite funny because this actually happens a lot with serial killers. So it's not usually that, you know, they're caught red-handed, um, you know, a murder scene or something. It's usually other related stuff. And actually, to be honest, it's usually kind of like car misdemeanors, which I think is brilliant. So he was arrested in 1981 in Sheffield for false number plates. And then that they started tugging at that thread like why are we gonna fake you know number plate oh that's like he was wearing a very car, loose blah, sweater blah, 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 blah. a very loose sweater that's right he wasn't wearing a sweater at the end 
He's wearing a string bikini at best. Um, so yeah, so that's, I actually, I have some more. Hot good news. We got five minutes. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. Better news. Okay. Yeah. Well, Better news. Do we want to go through a we're going to forget something next week? No, well, well don't worry, it's not important. We got you. Okay, go so Sorry. I'm going to call this Pay It Forward with Mickkindness. Mickkindness. This is just a kind of cutie little story. So apparently there's a little boy in Stockton up north, probably in fucking Yorkshire, because everything up north is in Yorkshire, apparently. No. And it's a six-year-old <laughs> Where, where uh, okay. Stockton? Is that what you said? Stockton, Stockton. Mm -hmm. And it's a little boy called Blake Durham. Shout out to this little boy. He's six years old. He's with his mom at the McDonald's drive through And he goes, Mom, I want to do something nice today. So it's like, hey, Mom, get out your purse and pay little for the crap. people behind us. <laughs> like, pay for their the McMuffins. Because it's in the, I think it was in the morning. So the mom paid for the couple behind them. And then it just became this little dominoes, even though it's a McDonald's effect. It's just and, like a commercial, man. Oh, oh my God, man. it was beautiful. A, it was a pay it forward situation. opportunity. What I know, they should have had some cameras mess. down there. Dude, so, that's what I'm saying. 24-7 yeah. surveillance on all branding locations. <laughs> all yes, brandable locations yes. should have full surveillance for <laughs> authentic branding opportunities. Oh, fuck off. Run for president. Yeah, see, that was just yeah. going to say that's the exact way that these companies <laughs> yeah. and governments position shit to get people to fucking agree to this bullshit about big dollar man like dollar. net neutrality they're like think oh, about it's, think it's, about your reach man think about the positive yeah. uh, to vote positive. no vote yeah. no on oh, proposition yeah. 16 because you don't hate vote yes these, for nick Minot. yeah <laughs> I, I, I will be your overlord anywhere here in italy in the UK, in the US, You're global. I will lord oh over God. you anywhere. Why is it? <laughs> I don't you care, guys. I don't understand you, white people. You drink wine and then you start talking about taking over shit. See, every time, and then you start raping and pillaging and going through villages, and next thing you know, it will be consensual. Pillage uh, a village. When I'm in power, religion. it will be consensual. And no religion. You can have your own religion as long as it includes me having consensual relations. <laughs> oh, dear. Pretty sure that's how cult works. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah. Shout out to my Durham. I think that was really cute. But then I kind of thought, what about you're like, yeah, yeah, everybody's like paying for the people behind you. And then suddenly it's like, wait, the end of the line. how many people? How many people are that car? Lunch rush. <laughs> Lunch rush is over. That car? Guy behind like, him is like, one and the other guy. You know, I'd be like, no, I don't pay for 10 people. <laughs> I think I had to, I, I draw the line. And they're like, oh, we're also picking up some McDonald's for the family back home. But like, nah. you know what's also bullshit? Not being able what? to walk through the drive-thru. I think you should. I've if tried anything, you should get like a free. Three times. Yeah. And you know what? It's bullshit. Did you yeah. present to be a car? The key is Transformer. in the <laughs> name of what it is. Yeah, but that's it's discrimination been... against people who don't have cars. Well, what about what about parking in a one. driveway and driving in a parkway, man? I mean yeah. What? This is this yeah. is this is one of those yeah. arguments that only people it. that don't have a fucking car would try to to rationalize. It's just like yeah, no. really really rich people are like, you don't need all the money in the world to have a lovely time. 
like this because you're fucking rich. I just have people drive me around. Yeah. Why, why do you need to Yeah, drive? but Nick, you were like, exactly. oh, yeah, like you and Vaughn, like you drive. Oh, who fucking needs us now, bitch? Your mom drives you. Your mom drove you and your mom drove She's my drove driver. Me. She's my driver. Your mom drove you. Your mom we drove me. arrangement. And you and I walked in the rain <laughs> everywhere. So much. In the I've rain. Never, I've never been rained on so much. And it sucked. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Hey, a British experience. You guys are wild. So um, thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share it with a friend and two people you don't like. Um, we're all over the place, man. iHeartRadio, um, um, Amazon. I think we're on Amazon. I don't know if they accept Google Link or not. Apple Podcasts. Spotify is the spot, man, because that shit pops up right on the bottom of my little notification thing on their app. So check us out. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Thanks. Thanks.